To create the bytes of tomorrow, we believe that we also have to give the stage to the next generation stepping into this field. Listen to the conversation to learn how the next generation is ready to change the world. Well, thanks Ines and Johan for coming to uh, Tomorrow's Bites to discuss about your Ecotrophilia project. I believe that it's better to start uh, to explain to our listeners who you are. Hello. Well, uh, both I and Ines are master students in food biotechnology uh, in the Averroes University in Portugal. Uh, I uh, have a degree in chemical engineer, and Ines is have a degree in biotechnology. And I think it's is is this okay? And and how did you? What what reasons take you to study uh, to make a study in food, like to follow a master in this scene? Uh, like uh, Johan said, uh, I I study. I have my bachelor's degree. Uh, in biotechnology and uh, during the course I had a class that was food biotechnology and it was a lot around uh, microbiology um, and some genetic alterations that we could do to food and everything and uh, I guess that class uh, sparked an interest in me because it was like okay so food is such a simple and common thing that we have in our daily basis, and it can be something really complex at the same time. So uh, I guess with the masters, I wanted to go deeper on the subject. Yes, and for me, I am studying chemistry since the middle school in Brazil in a technician course, and I also have a, a food chemistry class, and also in my uh, graduation, I have the biotechnology class. So. The, in terms of chemistry, the, the food camp is the one that we can be innovative and think a little more off the box than the other areas. Uh, and the, the food is something that we will all will need and is something that brings joy to the consumer. So I think in this area, I can bring joy to the chemistry and the biotechnology to the ones that share the plant with, with us. That is a beautiful reason to be involved in the food scene. What is your view on the current food system? What what problems do you see as a students that you believe that need to be solved? Well, the food system is growing to the years, but it's a little complex to to say that it's good because it's not. Uh, the food system, uh, as the capitalist system, is always think about uh, raise funds, raise money, and that is the main thing of of problem, because it leads to the use of agrochemicals in, in a big uh, amount that is very really unhealthy to our to our consumer, and other things that that lead to increase the the production, but the whole uh, idea of distribution and the the food waste that it leads is really awful. So uh, I think we need to go to, into a place that we 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 set a food revolution to make these things uh, reimagine 
and reordinated. Uh, and what is something that you miss in the current system? And not only that, but also something that you cannot imagine that ever existed. Uh, so that's <laughs> that's actually a good question. Um, something I, I don't understand why we started, it's actually GMOs. Uh, I think this is a, a taboo topic. Um, I think that sometimes when um, the species are in danger and everything, it's important to do genetic alterations to maintain that. But if uh, we go a step further and start to uh, doing GMOs, like, for example, the case uh, where they did the growth hormone in cows and the the, the hormones uh, went to the milk that people consume and uh, cause a lot of cases of obesity. Uh, that's the, the kind of thing that we need to avoid. As scientists, we need to have a, a more critical and ethical uh, view onto these things to avoid that type of problems. Because uh, it puts science in food, uh, it gives a bad image to it. So I think it's important to have uh, that reflection that uh, we can't just uh, be worried about the profit, like Joachim said, and uh, that we shouldn't be uh, selfish to that. So it, we need to always make good choices and uh, avoid those selfish stuff for profit. So when, when you talk about the GMOs, it's more a matter of making sure that the use is oh, just yeah. when necessary or... Yeah, okay, so... But it's not a matter of banning GMOs, for example, that there is cases where there's people that is asking for... I mean, right now, we encounter a lot of food products in, in supermarkets that they promote non-GMO, no? It's something that people is looking for. No, I, I believe that sometimes it's, it's necessary to use GMOs, but we need to use it in a very conscious way. And something that maybe you are, are missing on it, because this could be something that, that we question from it, but maybe something that we need to to incorporate into, in our food system, an idea or a law or, or a product. Mm -hmm. I think that... Um, we are so used to go to the supermarket and we have um, the fruits and everything already uh, displayed for us. We just need to go grab it. But if we have, uh, for example, in those supermarkets, uh, a little area where like a greenhouse or something where we could get our products and they are extremely fresh, I think that would be a good idea for us as clients to obtain the the biological and fresh ingredients. Really, really interesting. I I, I love the idea. It would be super nice to go to the supermarket and have like your your little part, like your your, your little crops in there. Um. Okay. Let's move to uh, a spiritual life uh, and a spiritualist. Can, can you take us in in your journey of establishing an idea and creating an actual business plan out of it? Yes. Uh, the the idea. We, uh, it started when we when we have a class of uh, food development in our course, and the teacher showed us the ecotrophilia uh, project. So we get very engaged in making a, a good project to to the competition. And really, in the first day, the first class, we did a, a brainstorm that comes with a lot of ideas. And some uh, some ingredients that we want to use, 
And also in the, in the same day, I went to the supermarket and buy, buy the things and try to make a breadstick that uses the, the spirulina or any kind of other product that uses the spirulina. And it's, it was surprisingly good for a, a, a first try. And then we started to make a little change, adjustments to build a product that we, was really interesting for the consumer and that bring health benefits. And we also have another class that was bio entrepreneurship that helped us a lot with the the part of marketing and the economical business plan. And with that, in like four, three months, we have our, our business plan done. It's a really short time to, to a project uh, big as it was. But we we are kind of in love with this kind of process of food development. Uh, I mean, we are trying to make a career in, in this area. So for us, it was a really nice experience to begin with. I believe that it's fair for the for the audience to to how would you describe your product? Can you do a short description for for the audience? Uh, sure. Uh, so we have uh, created spirulus, uh, and it's a breadstick. It's uh, basically unhealthy uh, and salty snack that we wanted so the consumer could eat on the go. Uh, we want it also to be vegan and healthy, like I said. And it's basically made with spirulina, uh, and it uh, has the whole plant of broccoli. So we end up reducing the food waste. That is that sounds really nice, but I have a couple of questions around it. First, how did you come up with the use of the spirulina? Did you ever use the ingredient before, or it was just something that you have heard? Oh, how good what was it, and you wanted to try? Uh, I already ate some foods that contained the spirulina, like yogurts or some kind of cookies, but. Everything with it doesn't taste so good, <laughs> but uh, in is this some a challenge classes, that you found in the process that maybe the spirulina would affect the the flavor or when developing the spirulus? The amount of spirulina that we we need to use was really challenging because it's bring a, a color that is real green. And also the, the taste, if you put a lot, it's bitter and distasteful. But for in our product, we have a, a high amount of spirulina based with the, the other products in the market that use it. But the, the taste uh, is good. It tastes like um, sea air and something like uh, uh, smoky food. With the use of spirulina, mix it with the other uh, things that we use, such as, such as garlic and the avero salt, salt flour that bring a kind of traditional side to our product. I think that it's also important to add that uh, we we started to see in the market a lot of uh, supplementation with spirulina because it's very good for, for us. So we wanted to create a product that had a high amount of it so it could be beneficial. 
but yes, uh, working with that high amount is something that is always challenging because the strong, like Johan said, it's, it's really bitter. So we have to, uh, try to balance it. But, uh, with, uh, the salt flour, it really gave that smoky and uh, almost like sea, sea air taste. So it was able to balance the product. When it comes to other things that you said uh, that it was like healthy, when it comes to health, uh, there's any health claim that you were allowed to do uh, for the snack due to the spirulina? Or is it healthy just because uh, it's supposed to to, to be uh, better for the organism? Okay, for us to have any um, health claims, we need to do uh, a series of tests and everything, and we weren't able to. So the, we can say that it's a healthy product basically because of the nutrition value. Yes, we, in the estimations of our calculations based in the raw material that we use, we have uh, almost seven, uh, 27% of fiber and iron that in the daily intake and also 17% of vitamin C and vitamin B. Uh, 12 from the main ingredients that we use such as the spirulina that brings the iron and the broccoli that brings the the vitamin c and the fiber okay how was the experience to present the idea with a well-experienced jury Uh, actually it was a little easier in the uh, extrafilia europe than the portuguese because we thought the, the Portuguese jury was a little harsher uh, with the questions and the, in their opinions uh, because they, they really want to make sure that the product that is going to, 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 com- to compete in Europe is at in a high level. And the, the jury in the Ectrophilia Europe was more, uh, more supportive and Show really interest in, in our product and make a lot of compliments. So it makes us feel nice to talk to them. They are really uh, uh, comfy to, to, to talk with them. And, and what were the critical marks that you received on, on Spirulos? Um, so like Johan said, um, in Ecotrophilia Europe, it was more like... Um, uh, stuff that we need to improve or uh, questions that spark curiosity on the product. Um, but some critical marks was a lack of specific analysis. Uh, I think we, we still need to do more because we only did the microbiology analysis for uh, two months of the product and uh, we need to do more uh, regarding that and also uh, regarding the nutritional value because we we did a calculation and we need to do more specific analysis about that. But uh, in the big picture, it was uh, more about understanding the, the position of the product on the market. Um, a lot of uh, uh, CCP questions and... Um, uh, what we they also ask us uh, what we were going to do in the future with the with the product if we were interested in continue and basically it was just a conversation where they tried to understand more about the product than uh, instead of criticizing it. 
Okay, that is. I guess it was then a nice experience for you. If it was more this kind of conversation. So now m- moving to your thoughts on the future of food. Uh, how do you see the future of food, and, and where are you? What are you more excited about? Uh, I think the we we are on a step that food is, is going to be more in the in a health uh, position that we only the nutrition. So I think the functional foods are going to be top notch in the next years, and the the bring the the search for this kind of food will increase a lot, and this make me uh, excited about. And also the plant-based uh, options to have uh, a health nutrition and have uh, other source of protein that don't came from from animals, not necessarily being vegan or vegetarian, but having these uh, other products that has uh, a high amount of, of protein that can lead us to a more conscious consume in the terms of of everything. What advice would you give to students that are now starting to follow an equal study within food? Uh, my advice to them would be uh, be creative. Be bold with the combinations that you do and uh, also to have a purpose with it because uh, it, you have to start with an idea and that idea needs to have a purpose. It needs to solve a problem. Uh, so if you can find the answer to solve a problem, you are on the right track. Um, and also uh, always try to apply the tools that you learn um, and Maybe you can be able to do a little change in the world in this uh, sector. Hmm. And what if these students go to ecotrophilia? What would be your advice? Uh, if the students have the same amount of time that we have, because in the ecotrophilia there's other type kind of products like master thesis or everything. But if you have a short amount of time, you're very organizing and try to make it simple. Uh, don't don't think too much about what we are going to do and just do it and try everything that you can so you can have something that is really interesting uh, in, in a practical way of uh, applying the, the resources that, that you have and the, the potential ideas that the, the team built. Really interesting. By the way, of course, because here you are giving so much advice, and I think that is really important. What is something that the food system can learn from the students and from the younger generations? Because we always associate that advice has to be given by older people, but but what can we learn from students? Um, so I think we are already um, seeing changes. Uh, I think Gen Z, it's more focused on ethical, sustainable, and honest brands. Uh, it's just not about the product only. It's about uh, the whole process. Uh, is it biological? Is it ethical? How do you treat your employees and everything? It's the whole system. Uh, Gen Z really takes a step further when uh, choosing a product. So he has to be cruelty-free. It has to be all of these little boxes checked uh, for them to buy a certain product. 
So it's, n it's not just about how it tastes or the nutrition value, it's how it is produced. So I think uh, uh, we need to look and start to improve all the steps of the, the food system. Great. Now, in this podcast, we always have a tradition that a previous guest leaves a question for the next guest. In this case, there's a guest that left a question for all the ecotrophilia groups that were going to participating. And what she asked was, um, shall we try in the food industry always look to imitate food that we already know when it comes to innovation or it is better to go and create something new? Um, it's a tricky question because when you think of food, it's really hard to be disruptive. So you, 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 everyone knows food. Everyone knows what it is. So it's really hard to, to be disruptive. But I think we have the, the chance with the new technologies to make foods that we haven't seen yet uh, in technology such as the 3D printing of food that is uh, gaining a lot of uh, marketing nowadays. Of course, it's a little short because the technology is starting to, to be improved. But we we are in a place that we can make things new and not just adapt to things that already exist. And finally, it's also tradition in this podcast to ask the question to all the guests. What is your favorite food or dish? <laughs> That's a funny question. Um, so basically, we are from Portugal and I'm going to say codfish. Uh, we call it bacalhau uh, conato, which is uh, a codfish, yeah, with heavy cream and it's a, it has cheese on top. It's, it's really good. <laughs> It's really nice. I have the chance to try it. Yes, Johan, sorry. And for me, it's ice cream. I really love ice cream. And it's a thing that can be in so many flavors, so so diverse that we can always try something new with ice cream. So I really like it. <laughs> uh, that kid, there is a favorite flavor or like a top three flavors or something? Oh, that's hard. I really like... Uh, Choco mint and also coffee. Everything that, that has coffee, uh, I love. And combination of different types of chocolate also gets me. Wow, I really feel like ice cream right now. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for joining to the podcast. And uh, we, we wish you the best and uh, not only. Well, if for Spirulos, if you continue, and if not, for the whole career, and we hope that you keep this spirit to make an impact in the food industry. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you for the space. Mm -hmm.